Good afternoon. It's Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. Oh, I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. It's been so long, I think I forgot my name. Sometimes I do. And I'm so <laughs> glad we're back. I We've been wanting to do this, but life we're letting life get in the way. And I think, I think that was partly the devil keeping us from it because I just, it's a blessing to me when we do this. But our, our topic of course is, can we be part-time Christians? And it's, yeah, that's, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, today is the 12th of November. Yeah. 2022 It's currently five degrees outside. The is sun it? Is shining. Yes. Um, but it is, it is cold. We got some snow this week, so we haven't done this since it was warm. August. August. And so. I will. I apologize if for our listeners, if you really like to hear us, that it's been so long. But hopefully, we're trying to get back into a routine of things, and life has been just lots of changes, lots of new things. Oh, since we did it, we have a new granddaughter, yep. little Sheridan. Well, October first was October first. Yep. Yeah, and Shannon retired. Well, he was retired, but this is officially now. And he's starting a new spur business and making spurs. I'm still substitute teaching. I'm still coaching, but yeah, I'm spending more time taking care of Jane and Hawk now. Yeah. Um, but our our question today is: Can you be? Is there such a thing as a part time Christian? Um, I've had several times I've talked to people, and they say, "Well, I'm just not a religious person, so they're not interested in coming to church," or you know, "I'm not a churchy person." I'm not a, okay, so what are you? Mm-hmm. And that's that's where the rubber meets the road here. And I'm not saying that everyone has to be in church every Sunday. That's not what I'm saying at all. Although I think that is good for you personally. And, and it's great for the, for the congregation, yeah. yes. However, um, only thinking about Christ when someone comes up and talks to you about it is not enough. No, it's kind of it like... needs to be more than that. One thing I'm thinking, can you be partly married? I mean, I would, there, I have never met anyone like this, but you see them on TV that people say they have open marriages, that they're married to someone, but they date whoever they want and they do whatever they want with other people. And I, I think most people, when they see that, know that that's odd, that that's not the way a marriage is supposed to be, even though maybe they don't have a marriage themselves, but people know if you're married, you're supposed to be committed to your spouse and it's just you and your spouse. Because even if people, uh, let's say they don't want anything to do with Jesus, they're just part of society doing the worldly thing or whatever, they still think it's, they still raise their eyebrows when they find out that someone is cheating on the spouse, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it's the same thing. I don't think we can be part-time Christians. No, I don't think it's possible. And I think anybody who thinks that way is is cheating themselves and they're lying to themselves because God's really clear about the fact that he's a jealous God. Yeah. And he does not want to share us. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew 12, 30, Jesus says, whoever is not with me is against me. And, and anyone who does not work with me is working against me. Wow. And I think that <clears throat> either you're 100% one or the other. You cannot be in the middle. You know, we laughingly... Um, mentioned people that are what we call C&E Christians. Mm-hmm. means they show up at church on Christmas and Easter. Mm-hmm. That's it. They're C&E Christians. 
they feel like it's necessary on Christmas that they go to a Christmas service somewhere. And they feel like Easter time, well, maybe we should go on Easter. But in between, they don't put any thought into it. And they don't put any thought into God, and they don't put any effort into God. Um, and unfortunately, I think a lot of people are going to be sadly mistaken when they come face to face with Christ. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be one of those situations where, yeah, but you were not committed. Yeah. You never committed. Right. And even if you do, at one point, at one time, the Spirit moves you and you walk forward to the front of the church, are you a Christian? Are you committed to the life, not just to a feeling? Right. The, the fruit proves it. The, the fruit, fruit of your life it. will prove it. James what? says, show me your works without faith and I'll show you my faith by my works. Mm-hmm. In other words... Not that you have to have works to have faith, but if you have faith, works will come naturally and it will be constant. Right. And works simply means the way you live your life. Right. What you do, what you put emphasis on, what you put importance to, um, where you spend your time, where you spend your money, where you mm-hmm. spend your mind. Mm-hmm. Those things are all um, indicators of what your focus is. I had someone, they've said that, I've heard this a couple times from a certain person. They said, well, business is business. Uh, As in, you do do life Jesus' way, but when it comes to business, you do it the world's way. Yes. I've and that. and that's, not, that's, that's not biblical. That is not biblical at all. That is not what Jesus would have done himself. Um, and it really bothers me when I hear people trying to, make exceptions and say, well, I'm in the world over here, but I'm, I am I believe in Jesus, but I'm still going to be cutthroat in whatever I do. Or um, Jane and I were just talking with someone I spoke to recently. Um, it's opening day at deer season, and I was outside. This, I was out deer hunting this morning. Didn't get my buck yet, but uh, hope springs eternal. But the first thing I saw when I went out was four elk, and we've had elk show up here recently for the very first time. I think they got off an elk farm. Um and I've had people that will tell me they're a Christian and in their own hearts and their minds believe they're Christian saying, boy, I'd shoot one of those things if I was you. You know, nobody will know any better. Nobody will know any different. Well, I know different. Yeah. And Jesus knows different. And why can we why can we draw a line there? Where, why is that the line? Mm-hmm. Where is the line where Jesus doesn't have to know mm. in your life? Mm. What do you What do you put a fence around and say, this part of me is not Christian? Mm-hmm. And it's okay because the rest of me is. Mm-hmm. When Jesus said, whoever is not with me is against me. That means there are there's one side or the other of the fence. And you cannot sit in the middle. Mm-hmm. Because you're not on either side then. If you go out and straddle a barbed wire fence, you're going to get what you deserve. But you're definitely not going to be in one side or the other. No. And it might really hurt. Yeah. Well, Bringing that up. Oh, no. The thought left my brain. Oh, no. Oh, golly, Wally. Well, throw the net out. Maybe you'll catch it. Again. Yes. Oh, what was it? Jesus even told his believers in Matthew 7, 21 through 23, he said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does my does the will of my Father in heaven. That one's scary to me. It can be a little because there are people out there who... I don't want anybody who is a true believer to doubt their faith or doubt that they're truly saved. That's not what I'm saying here, but I'm saying there are people there that will say, oh, yeah, I knew that mm. after the fact. Mm. Oh, yeah, I knew that. That's 
it's, it's too late. When you come face to face with Christ, it's too late to say, yeah, I knew I should have done that different. When I was in college, I, that's where I got saved. I got saved in 20, uh, 1988. I was 19. And I was a new Christian. It was somewhere within the first year or two I was a Christian. That um, And I, I was around someone that I must have had a class with, an, uh, another young lady. And I heard her say, praise Jesus. And I thought, wow, she's a Christian because she said praise Jesus. But then obviously she wasn't. It was just kind of like she grew up in some kind of church culture. And it was just part of her part of her vocabulary. And then again, I just remembered what I was going to tell you. And then, whoa, it went flew and flew go. through the holes in the brain. There is, it's a, it's a terrible malady, I think, here in the United States. And partially, I think it's because we have gotten to the point where we're so comfortable yeah. and so entertained and our minds are so numbed by everything going around us that we can just kind of let things slide. And we, and we might let a lot of things slide. We might let our relationship slide. Instead of having a, a conversation that needs to be had between a spouse, you can both sit and stare at a television and not have to have that conversation and just ignore it. That doesn't change the fact that it needs to be needs to be that kind of conversation needs to take place. It's just simply the fact that you're kind of numbing it out, putting things mm-hmm. over the top of it. That happens in a lot of places and a lot of things. We justify a lot of our behavior. Mm-hmm. It's just business. Well, mm-hmm. that's a guy saying, "Well, everybody else does it." That's what he's saying. Yes. In yes. reality, he's saying that's just the way business is. Oh, I'm too busy on church for Sunday uh, or for. Church, I, I have something I have to do Sunday. Oh, somebody called me up and wants me to help them do this on Sunday, do that on Sunday. Why, if you are a true believer, why are you not saying, I don't do that on Sunday, I got church? Mm-hmm. I'll come afterwards. Mm-hmm. I'll help Saturday. Mm-hmm. But I can't do it on Sunday because that's church. Why Why do we compromise what we think we would, we would call it a belief, and yet we compromise that? The thing is with that, too, is that we believers can easily say, okay, I'll skip church for this uh, because it's a good reason, but we'd never do that for our job. We wouldn't say to the boss, oh, I can't come into work today because I'm going to do this instead. You know what I mean? And and so it's the same, you know, I people will go to work even when they don't want to, they're dedicated to their job, which is good. I mean, you want good employees, but though they won't do that for church. And I think church is so important because we're. And I think a lot of a lot of people out there, a lot of believers out there, will not. This might take them a little bit short. I don't. I don't mean. I'm not calling anybody out on this, but a lot of believers will say, "But I didn't think about it that way." Right. Right. We don't think about it that way because. There's time because God's going to forgive us. What? It's not about whether or not you're held accountable. With your boss, you could lose your job. You're held accountable. Yeah. So you behave that way because you're held accountable. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's when you're in school, you should be behaving in class. If not, you're going to be held accountable mm-hmm. for it. There will be consequences for it. Well, there are eternal consequences also for faith and not faith. But that's not what we're talking about here. If you think you're a believer, but you are not living wholly for God, if you're part-time, you're not at all. Mm-hmm. It's one or the other. And, and that was that is so blatantly black and white clear biblically. 
Either you are or you aren't. What is it? What in your life is more important than God? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what I was going to say. It came back. Oh, boy. Here we go. It circled, circled around. Circled around my brain three times. Write it down and back. No, okay. no. It's about, right. it's about how, say, let's say you're in your home, okay, and maybe you're watching something questionable on TV, or I don't know. You're doing something, your little the brain in your th- head thinks, oh, I, I really don't want my pastor to know about this. But what we really should say is, Jesus is with us constantly. You don't need to worry about what other believers are going right. to think about this or that. It's not what your pastor will think. It's not what the the older people in your church will think. It's not that. It's 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 Jesus. He's right there with you in your living room, in your bedroom, with you on the com- on the computer. He sees what you see. He's at work with you. He's driving with you. You know, if there's a joke you'll tell in church. Or a joke you but will you tell at work tell somewhere else, yeah. or either way. Well, true, or, it could be a Christian joke, or something joke. that you will not, um, you would not say in front of your spouse, or in front of your family, or in front of your, or in front of your church. Then why are you saying it at all? Yeah, we have to separate those things out, and that's a discipline. It takes time. It's not something that's automatic, but it's a discipline. You know, I call out when I'm coaching and, and teaching i call out kids if i hear profanity out of them good i'll say you shouldn't be swearing i'm not swearing i said well you weren't praying they <laughs> think if it's not the f word it's not swearing and oh. i said no you don't you don't get to do that yeah you don't get to to pick and choose you know the lord mm-hmm. says thou shalt not take my my name in vain and that's his name if you don't believe in him fine leave it alone then mm-hmm. then yell out peanut butter if you want to when, mm-hmm. you're, when you hit your hand with a hammer but you know, and this this whole concept of you know being an undercover Christian or being a part time Christian or being a being a half time or or it's it is so deceiving and it is so wrong and it will do so much damage in your life. Yeah. And Satan loves it when you do that kind of stuff because he can come up and whisper in your ear and say, "Hey, but you were doing this. Mm-hmm. You haven't been doing enough of this. You haven't been doing enough of that." So who are you listening to? Yeah. Who are you thinking about? If you've got guilt in your life, cons- confess it to God, let it go, and don't return to it. There's a there's a lot of biblical passages. The one that I think is probably the strongest that we think about, and this is one that uh, is very um, graphic. Okay. Comes out of Revelation. Okay. When Jesus, or when uh, John was getting writing Revelation down, there was letters to churches, and the one church, Laodicea, which was was a uh, a church in that in that time period, it said, "Write to the church in Laodicea." And he said, "In uh, this is Revelation three, starting in verse fifteen, it says, I know you inside and out, and find little to my liking. You're not cold. You're not hot.'" That one. Far better to be either cold or hot. You're stale. You're stagnant. Make me want to vomit. Oh. You brag, I'm rich. I got it made. I need nothing from anybody. Obviously, obvious, oblivious to the fact that you're a pitiful blind beggar, threadbare, and homeless. Here's what I want you to do. Buy your gold from me. 
-hmm. Gold has been through the refiner's fire. Then you'll be rich. Buy your clothes from me. Clothes designed in heaven. You've gone around half naked long enough and buy medicine for your eyes from me so that you can see, really see. The people I love, I call to account. Prod and correct and guide so that they'll live up, live at their very best. So this is, this is a kind of a frightening thought that, you know, you make Jesus sick to his stomach, he wants to throw you up oh. because you're not hot or cold. Yeah. If you were cold, he'd know how to work on you. Right. If you were hot, you'd be, if you were hot for Jesus, if you were on fire for the Lord, no problems. But the lukewarm in the middle, that's hard. I will say too, just because a person goes to church every Sunday and oh. does, looks the part, doesn't that can, mean... That can be a part-time Christian too. Yeah, th that's... Yeah, You're a Christian on Sunday. Right, we can just uh, look like a good Christian, but it doesn't go... To the so core. Just Sunday morning. Sunday morning, Christian. And yes. then give the Sunday afternoon yeah. over to the world. And we're not saying that you need to be spending all your time on your knees in a camel hair shirt, wailing and, and all these. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about capturing everything in your mind for Christ. Making your world Christ-filled. I have some uh, verses. Okay, This is from Hebrews 10. Out of the message, uh, 22 through 25, okay? So let's do it. Full of belief, confident that we're presentable inside and out. Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. He always keeps his word. Let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out, not avoiding worshiping together as some do, but spurring each other on, especially as we see the big day approaching. Not good, and I, I think it's it's this world we all know is has changed so fast, and it's going to keep changing so fast, and not in good ways. Right. And I believe church fellowship is just going to get more and more and more important because there is no way we can be strong Christians on our own, just in our little family, or just. Because we need each other too. Because we can get off track and not even know we're on tra off track. And being a Christian will be at times uncomfortable. Actually, anything that you have conviction for, for you to hold on to that conviction all the time, you will find times of confrontation. Mm -hmm. Because if you're really committed, you're going to come up to people that aren't. And, Inside and out. Yeah. You will have confrontations within yourself. Yes. But I really want to. Yes. But you know you shouldn't. Yes. But I really like to. You probably shouldn't. You know those things. Um, I got a passage oh. from Isaiah 29. Okay. Isaiah 29, 13 says, The Lord says, These people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are, are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules they have been taught. Mm. You cannot... Be a Christian without having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That's what it comes down to in the end. You have to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And in the same way that you would have a relationship with any other person, but this one's even deeper because um, we serve a risen Savior. He is God and he is here with you right now. Mm -hmm. So you are responsible for that relationship. Right. How you handle it and how you deal with it and how you... But like James says, he's with you all the time. 
So right. if you're acting like he's not there when he is there, how's that for a relationship? Yeah. How would that be, Jane, if I we went somewhere and I ignored you and walked around and started talking to other women and, and other things like that? Not even Not even overtly flirting necessarily, but just ignoring you. And just walking away and leaving you there. Well, you know me. I'd want to pop someone in the nose. Well, you probably would. But um, I um, mean, how how would how is that on a relationship? How is that how is that how would that feel? I would feel betrayed. If you were there and yet ignored, I'd feel and that's, betrayed. But is yeah. that not exactly what we're talking about? Yes, with Jesus. If you say Jesus exists, if you say you believe that Jesus is the way to heaven. And yet you do not choose to have a relationship with him. Are you not ignoring that way to heaven? Right. And the time will come when Jesus says, many will say, Lord, Lord. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, I never do you. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, who are you? Mm -hmm. Have oh. we spoken? Do I know you personally? Right. Wow. You what know, a, oh. that would be awful. And we are called to examine ourselves too. Right. Examine yourselves See if you're in the faith. And we should, before you go to bed every night or when you wake up in the morning, examine your heart. You know, where are you? Are, are you a little off track? Well, then just get back on. Don't condemn yourself. Just start fresh. Turn around to Jesus and go and, on. And make the effort to change. Yeah. Make an effort to be different. You cannot... Sin on a daily basis, ask for forgiveness at night, and go back and sin on a daily basis and ask for forgiveness at night, day in, day out, on the same sin, and think that that is actually effort. You're not putting effort in. Right. You're making I, excuses, but you're not putting effort in. I wanted to, to touch back on this, um, well, going to church, but being mm -hmm. a real part of a fellowship, and why that's important, because Jesus didn't... His will is not for us to be Christians in isolation. If we find ourselves isolating ourselves from other people, other believers, like uh, this is just me and you don't want to share what's going on. Not that you have to share everything, but we need each other for strength. And we need, you know, like if I had something going on, and I've done this at church, I need prayer. I need prayer for this, you know, and... And uh, sometimes we just put on this strong face when in reality we're quaking inside. Well, it, and it takes it takes a lot of courage and humility to be able to do that. Yes. But if you are in a fellowship of believers who are truly believers, it should be safe. Yes. And you should feel safe. Mm -hmm. If you don't, then you should address figure that. out what's why you don't feel safe. Yeah. And if that means talking to a brother or sister in Christ and saying, hey, I don't like the gossip. I don't like things getting out of it. I don't like our prayer list being talked about over coffee mm. downtown because it's just gossip then. It's not prayer anymore. Is our prayer list being no. talked? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, our prayer list is not that I know. But I'm just saying um, if you have an issue with the, with the body of believers that you're with where you don't feel safe, you need to talk to somebody. About True, it. because you know what? You might be seeing if you if you do have an issue, you might be seeing something that does need to be addressed as a whole. Mm -hmm. And then if you share that, then that will make the body of believers even stronger. Because yeah. we can be blind to sure. a fault. And and sometimes it's with any 
human relationships at all. We make mistakes. Somebody says something, you take it out of context, all sorts of things. People get hurt. Um, we had someone who came to our church and someone met them at the door, was excited to see them, was so happy to see them, and said the one thing that the person used for a reason never to go to church again. You know, that shouldn't be that shallow a relationship. As, as a body of believers, we should be deeper than that. And if you are a committed Christian, you should be deeper than that. We need to forgive each other. Yeah. We need to give each other grace. Mm -hmm. We need to understand that we all have bad days. That's true. That's Sometimes true. bad months. Yes. It just happens. And, and life goes on that way. And just in the same way we want to be forgiven, we should forgive. But I want to take just a little tweak on that, too. Okay. Um, back to this Isaiah 29. It says, they worship me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules that they have been taught. Mm. That's another part-time Christian. And that part-time Christian may be in church every Sunday. Mm -hmm. They may tithe. They mm -hmm. may do everything right on the surface. They may be following every rule they were taught in Sunday school. You're still part-time. Mm -hmm. Unless you have you that relationship yeah. with Christ, you are still part-time. You're going through the motions because either that's what's expected of you mm -hmm. or that's the way you've always done it or that's traditional, whatever you want to say. All of those things... <clears throat> mean nothing if you do not have a relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing something and you don't know why, maybe you need to examine that and say, why mm. do I do this? Mm -hmm. Why do we do this at church? Why do we do that? Mm -hmm. What do we do in here? Find out why you do what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And maybe that will deepen the, the connection there enough that you would understand. You know, why do we sing hymns at the beginning of the church? The beginning of the church. Well, that's worship. Mm -hmm. And then you can take that and turn that right over into the Lord's Prayer. And how are you supposed to pray to God? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's how we start our service. Mm -hmm. Praising God for who he is and knowing who we are and who he is is so important. And that worship is important. It is an important thing. It's not something you go falsely into either. So something like that is one of the things. Um, and there are times when maybe we were raised or taught or brought up in the in the church quotation marks here and it wasn't right true it's okay go fix it yeah. for yourself be responsible for yourself you would not as we get to be adults as it's it's fun you can see it in children you can when you when working at a school you can see it for sure there is an age where children want to be more independent. Mm -hmm. They want to pick their clothes. They don't want their mothers picking their clothes anymore. Mm -hmm. You can see the age when mom picks their clothes. <laughs> and then you can see the age where it starts to change over. Mm -hmm. And sometimes mom gives in and lets them have something that I don't really like it, but, you know. And you can see that transition as it goes into things. <coughs> as an 18-year-old, you would hate your mother to buy all your clothes. You would hate it. It would be horrendous because she's <laughs> going to buy stuff that just would just shock you. And you'd never, everybody's a dork that wears that. Oh, gee, thanks, Mom. <laughs> you know, oh, that old thing of school shopping. Oh, what a nightmare. Let's go out and let Mom pick your clothes. <laughs> so I ended up in multicolored 
tough skins from Sears when I was a kid. Mom thought, oh, those green jeans look great. Oh, wonderful. Send me to school in a pair of green jeans. That'll go well. <laughs> but as we mature, we want to get away from that. We want to be independent. The little things and then the big things. We want to be independent. We don't want someone to tell us, you shouldn't buy that car or you shouldn't take that job or you shouldn't see that person. We want to be responsible for those things for ourselves. That's natural inclination right. as humans as we mature. Okay, so now in your spiritual life, are you maturing as well? Or are you doing, are you just wearing the clothes your mom gave you? Mm -hmm. Is that why you go to church? Mm -hmm. Because that's what we did when I was a kid. Mm. You know, oh, I went to Sunday school. I guess my kid should be in Sunday school. There's more to it than that. There's so much more than that. And if you are maturing, if you are growing as a human being and as a Christian, you should be knowing why you do everything. Mm. There should mm -hmm. be a reason for it. Jesus was speaking to his disciples and to a crowd, actually, in Matthew. Um, in Matthew 23. Verses mm -hmm. 1 through 4. This is what Jesus said. Okay. Then Jesus said to the crowd and to his disciples, The teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. In other words, they're the head of the, the synagogue. Yeah, uh, right. Okay. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you. In other words, this is what God wants. This is, okay, but, he says, But do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. Mm-hmm. They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. Basically, what he's saying is, you do your relationship with God. Mm. Don't follow somebody else. Mm. Don't don't think it's good enough just to, to whitewash it and, cut and show up at church or have the right bumper sticker or wear the right T-shirt. It's got nothing to do with it. It's all about a relationship. Mm -hmm. And that relationship has to be yours. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't have a deep relationship with someone that your parents used to know when they were kids. Mm -hmm. And you can't have a deep relationship with someone that you knew when you were a kid. You have to read. If read, you had somebody that you, them, the last right? time you saw them was kindergarten, mm -hmm. would you know them today? No, but think of Beth. Yes. Beth. can come back. My friend... Beth uh, found me on the internet. We hadn't seen each other for like 40 years. And I just saw her last fall. Was that last fall? Yeah. A year ago, I guess. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're very close friends. That was That's an unusual thing. And that was faith that brought it back together. Yes, it was too. faith. Yes, yes. That was a God thing. And that is one of those things that that relationship, that childhood relationship has matured now. True. We're not doing a, the same thing. To an thing. adult relationship. Yes. Where two adult women can talk from their experiences, their lives, and things right. that are going on in their lives, and we can be much deeper there. And I think um, if you, there's, you can be an intentional part-time Christian, mm -hmm. but you can also be unintentional, and that's what I was talking about. Right, true. You true. can be an unintentionally a part-time Christian because you're just going through motions and you're not really mm -hmm. feeling and understanding and growing in Christ. If you understand why mm -hmm. behind everything. Yeah. Well, yes. If you can explain it to someone else. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking, because let's say you, you know, think of ranch work. And I'm not a rancher, but so I'm talking ignorantly. But let's say you've, you're, you're, 
you're running the ranch the way your dad run, ran it and you, you do it a certain way. And someone says, well, why do you do it this way? Why don't you do it another way? And you go, well, this is the way we've always done it. And then that's kind of like the Christian way. Right. I mean, it's, is that the best way? I don't know. It's it just could the way be. We've always done it. Right. It could be. I don't know means I don't care. Right. When you say, is that the best way to do it though? And they say, I don't know. We've just always done it this way. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be ranching. It'd be any anything, job, anything. Yeah. I've done that. I've come up against that in jobs before and say, well, why do we do it this way? That doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. Wouldn't it be more efficient? Wouldn't it be better? Wouldn't the, wouldn't the, the learning be better? Wouldn't, you know, the transfer of knowledge be better if we did it another way? Well, we've always done it that way. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. Well, then I don't mean, I don't know means I don't care why we do it that way. That's just, it's comfortable. Peter um, <laughs> says we should always be ready to, to oh, justify that hope within us. The hope within us. We should always be ready to justify the hope that is within us. Always be ready to defend your faith. Yes. In other words, if someone says to you, explain this to me, can you? Hmm. If someone, if God sends someone to you and says, hey, I want, they're going to come to you and they're going to ask you to explain the resurrection to them. That's a basic fundamental tenet of Christianity. The resurrection itself. Can you explain that? Mm. If they say, what's this? What's this? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except for me. What is that all about? Mm-hmm. Can you explain it? And if you can't, that's okay, but you well, need to learn. Just, that's just it because that's, that's what they told us in Sunday school. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't work anymore. In yeah. Sunday school, they were giving you the basic foundational tools to develop into a mature person. Mm -hmm. Just like we teach our grandson, hallelujah, Mm -hmm. his potty training right now. Yeah, hallelujah. (laughs) Yeah, what a wonderful thing. We teach a kid to control his bladder Mm -hmm. and that he has a ways that he's supposed to handle it, ways he's not supposed to handle it. We teach children that. If that's the last lesson you learn in your life, you're not going to go any farther than that. We expect those those fundamental tools like that to be present in adults. Mm-hmm. We expect it to be present in adults. That's right. normal society. That's normal human behavior. But it should go farther than that. We should be taking our training beyond our fundamental tools. There's so much. There's only so much that you can be taught as a child until you become an adult and you have to start learning. Can I, can I read some? Yes. This is from a William Barclay book about the parables of Jesus. And he was talking about this parable. He's talking about where Jesus tells the, the rich young guy, mm-hmm. sell all you have. He's done everything right. Sell everything and come follow me. And that then last thing he, he was sad this. and left. But it says, uh, so in the parable, he was saying to this guy, are you willing to sacrifice everything, security, safety, comfort, possibly life to follow me? And I like this line, the willingness to risk, the willingness to risk is the price of entry to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Can you, will you give it all away? Will you sell everything to buy that field with the one treasure in it? There leaps out in this parable, the sheer adventure of Christianity. Yes. And if, 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 if you're a Christian and you don't find following Christ is an adventure, then you need to go to him and talk to him about it because it is an adventure. It's not that, it's not that you're doing it something wrong, but maybe you need some more understanding from God. 
you know, this is none of thing, nothing that we're saying is supposed to, we're never to condemn anybody because we're all just learning every day. But if you find your faith life is lacking somewhat, then talk to Jesus about it. He doesn't want it to lack. I mean, cause, talk to anybody about it. Yeah. There are so many resources in the world available right now. If you want to, if you want, if you are a seeker, you will find. Yes. And Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of heaven. And all these things shall be added unto you. And that is a mature attitude. You should be looking. You should be mm -hmm. seeking. You should be hungry for learning. Yeah. That is a full-time Christian. Constantly yeah. seeking and hungry. I want to say one thing. Your hair looks really nice. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. She's just, just happy at... I'm not shaving the top of my head anymore. He looks great. He's got his nice little beard. And his hair. Nice little beard, yeah. It's my deer hunting beard, and I have hair on top of my head. So he looks happy. really good. Wonderful. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening and being yes. patient. We'll be back next week. God bless. Bye.